This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History title. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome you in to Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. It's another edition of Showtime Goes Undercover with Greg Frank. I am Greg Frank, joined by Showtime, a.k.a. Matt Siegel. You can get him on Twitter at Showtime Cappers. You can get me at Undercover Greg, recapping our college football and NFL weekend of gambling. College football week three in the books. NFL week two, almost there. We are recording on a early parts of a Sunday evening, so we still got the Sunday night football game and the Monday night game between the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets to preview, which we will get to in this episode. Matt, good to talk to you again. How are we doing? What up, Greg? What up? Had a good weekend. How about yourself? Better in college than the NFL, but staying afloat, I guess. See how these late afternoon window games end in the NFL. I did have a very good college football Saturday, though, so that I was pleased with. I don't know as well as me, Greg. I did pretty damn well. (laughs) Well, then, I guess that will make for a fun recap, and that's where we want to start. Let's start with the news that's a little bit older, and that's the college football slate from Saturday, week number three on the NCAA card. Go ahead and take the reins you seem to be pretty excited about the way your Saturday went uh how come it went so well well let me tell you you know it started off in the best way possible at the noon games obviously you guys know we had Temple touchdown dog we had West Virginia touchdown dog uh who else did we have we had we had multiple yeah we Kansas State there was Three touchdown dogs, all covering the spread. I had Eastern Michigan as well. I didn't have them on the money line, but the other three, West Virginia, Kansas State, Temple, all cover the spread and win outright. You get the lunch money plays. You get the second half plays we had with with Temple. Um, you know, it, it, the Temple game was an overall great game for me. It was really interesting. It was nice to see Temple's defense shut them down and uh, bring Maryland back down to earth. You know, they're not going yeah. to the college football playoffs. We now know that. Uh, Trust me, but, Temple alum, I thoroughly enjoyed that. You heard all week about the Maryland offense and how explosive it was. And 
uh, Temple's defense really got the better of them for 60 minutes. Uh, another game that, you know, obviously every game is easy hindsight, but it was really easy to jump all over that Penn State under, and I took under in the second half with the rain and the and the weather going on there and the and the, the rivalry of those two. It, it was a real easy under, and it, yeah, it was never in doubt the whole way. Yeah, no, that was uh, – I got off to a good start as well. I doubled down on Temple with the spread and the money line. Just took the points with Eastern Michigan and Kansas State, but wins nonetheless – so it was a quick 4-0 start for me, a game that I particularly am pleased with uh, just kind of nailing the overall handicap was Central Florida. They came out. I laid the eight points with the Knights and was rewarded. It was a no-sweat cover. Uh, they came out. And yeah, I had first half there, no sweat. They were fired up to take on a Power 5 opponent. Granted, Stanford maybe doesn't look like the same Stanford we've seen in years past, but Still one of the big opportunities for Central Florida against the Power Five in their backyard, and they win going away. So that was one of the better late afternoon results for me. We were back and forth on opposite sides in Iowa State and Iowa, and I think we both ended up profitable in that game because I took the two points with Iowa State and through all the weather delays, ended up being rewarded there. I was thoroughly happy with the outcome there because I am also holding an Iowa State under eight and a half wins ticket. So uh, that was another game that went my way. Uh, how about you? Anything else in the late afternoon slate? Well, actually, another one in the early one that was kind of a funny one. Back in my alma mater, Indiana, you know, it just kind of shows you the importance of sometimes between a number or two. I got the best number on the board there. I had under 61. It, 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 the right. fourth quarter went scoreless. They put up 21 in the third, and the fourth quarter went scoreless. That's the difference between a push it and a loss right there. And obviously for overbetters too, if you got if you got the good enough number. You win. That's the difference. And uh, after 21 points in the third quarter, I thought my second half under was dead. Obviously, that held true. So that uh, ended up being a good result for me there. Yeah, no, that, I, I noticed that, too. When Ohio State was out to that big lead in the first half, I thought, oh, well, that's an Ohio State over pretty easily. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was one thing we talked about with those big point spreads. Sometimes you see the pace slow considerably, which, you know, if you're looking at totals, uh, I think under is more worth a look in games where you expect there to be a lot of running in the fourth quarter. And that was the case there, uh, even though that uh, maybe you got you got an under 61 or I'm sorry, landed 61. So maybe there were some 61 and a half out there. But, uh, you know, just another thing in college football to remember, uh, if you're going to take a big favorite, uh, doesn't necessarily mean the over is going to come in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another big one I had was uh, the Virgins from BYU, Greg. They pulled off oh, that upset. Oh, yes, I missed that, that one. That was I a had huge one. Um, double overtime again, back-to-back weeks, winning by a field goal and double overtime. I mean, it, it doesn't get better than that. Huge win for them, and I'm really excited, actually, to see how they come out next week at home against Washington. Uh, Washington's coming off a big win as well. You know, it actually uh, size up to be a good matchup, and obviously USC is coming home, and they have a big matchup against Utah, but I absolutely uh, annihilated that game. Hit the first half. Uh, first half uh, spread, hit the first half uh, money line, that was a push, hit the second half spread, obviously won, uh, hit the f- full game spread, full game money line, absolutely crushed it, hit, hit live at, at least once or twice, uh, that, that, game was, that game was one of my best, that really, uh, you know, helped me out in the afternoon to keep climbing, as, as I say, because we started off the day great, and we just even ended greater, Greg, and, and you'll hear why. Yeah, uh, not many uh, things for me to complain about. I mentioned Temple, Kansas State, Eastern Michigan, BYU. I had the spread, did not take the money line. Uh, And Central Florida was another one that I said I went over for myself. But 
one of the biggest disappointments for me was Michigan State losing outright. Oh, uh, we were both, yeah, we were both on the wrong side there. I mean, I had the under fortunately saved me a little bit. I had under first half and, and under full game. Uh, those saved me. I actually also ended up hitting the under 13 and a half team total for Arizona State. So, you know, with my uh, knowledge of the, of the low scoring there, I was able to uh, save myself. But that was a big disappointment for them. Oh, no, it was. And it was a game that you we, in terms of being on the wrong side, both of us looked at that and thought Michigan State was going to come out and pour it on and be fired up for a revenge spot. And it, it really was the opposite. Michigan State was very lackluster all throughout, uh, ended up taking a 7-3 lead later in the fourth quarter. And uh, eventually the Sun Devils go on a drive to go back up 10-7. And, and what a crazy ending there with the field goal that goes through, but then they review the uh, formation and they count 12 men. So it's a five yard penalty on the Spartans. And, and then, uh, gosh, I mean, we see it every Saturday, college kickers are going to college kickers. And that happened yesterday at the end of the game yeah. as uh, Michigan State gets pushed back five yards and uh, uh, loses the game on, on a missed kick. So very curious to see how Michigan State responds next week in their Big Ten opener at Northwestern. Northwestern won the Big Ten West last year and, uh, you know, is a program that seems to be on the come up uh, and has a win yesterday against UNLV. Granted, it was UNLV by 16, but that's a game I'll be keeping an eye on to see what kind of response Michigan State can bring. Because even though they did lose this game, it was against a non-conference opponent. And sometimes, uh, you know, we all know those losses can hurt you a little bit less. So, uh, you know, maybe they can respond against Northwestern or, or maybe it's just going to be, uh, you know, another down year for Michigan State, which which I would not have expected. But that, yeah, that, game, I'm, I, that was a tough one for both. Yeah, that was a tough one. It was a shame to see them lose, especially after they looked pretty good from what I thought in their first two games, then come out and, and do that. I saw some crazy stat, though, about how Herm Edwards at Arizona State is like, uh, that's not, that's not like the, it's like the third or fourth time he's won as a big road dog, uh, as a big dog on the road like that. So it was no surprise, uh, for, for him as a coach at Arizona state, actually, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get crazy. I don't know where you're going with that, Greg, but just, just know, yeah. I mean, they play good, nice freshman quarterback. nice freshman quarterback. I like him. Yeah, and they're into the top 25. So, you know, just a team to maybe just file away and, and keep an eye on. Uh, in a year that the Pac-12, yet again, uh, after, let's say, maybe Utah, it doesn't really look like uh, the Pac-12 is, is that strong again. So, and, and we already talked about USC losing outright uh, on the road against BYU. Uh, holy so, shit. It, it, uh, the, the Daniel Sanders. That was a crazy catch. That was, that was a great catch. Broncos plus two and a half. So that's a big catch for me he's right there. He's on my there. fantasy team, but he's, uh, he's on my bench. And I am on the Broncos as well. I... Uh, I, I definitely want them to make this extra point. As you guys all know, I'm on the Bears under nine and a half wins season long. So I, I am. Mean, also I would love on for, that. that looks like a good touchdown, right? It looks like his knees in there in the corner. Yeah, let's see. Uh, he looks pretty good. He looks uh, good. Yeah, what a catch. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a catch. Let's go oh. to the night games in college football. Uh, gosh, uh, actually, one in the afternoon I want to get to is that this is really this is something I actually spoke about. I think before the season and during week one. I took Utah at home in the first half. You know, they, they, they cover the first half. It was 23 and a half. They get 24. They come out, like I said, this is something I, I, I spoke about earlier. They took the foot off the gas. I mean, they only scored seven points in the whole second half, and they only ended up winning 31 nothing. That's a prime example of a great team getting in, getting their business done, getting out. They cover the first half. Don't cover the full game. Uh, something very similar happened with Clemson, and, with Clemson and Syracuse, you know, Alabama as well. Um, 
Alabama actually didn't cover the first half or the full game, but that's another story. I, you know, I got the cover on South Carolina with a touchdown with 10 seconds left, as some would call a backdoor. Uh, so that was a great result for me there. Them scoring a touchdown with 11 seconds. I actually had a couple of buddies text me, haha, you know, about about the Alabama bet. Um, and then they they were they were uh, chewing off, choking on their own words, uh, literally a couple minutes later. But another one, like what I was saying, was the Clemson game. Again, you know, another play I identified why I liked the first half rather than full game. Clemson, uh, I mean, Syracuse covers the first half. Clemson ultimately ends up covering the full game. I, I knew they couldn't play with them for four quarters, but I was confident at home in the Dome they could stick with them for the first two. Uh, one that really, really pissed me off, I forget if you're on the side, was the Kentucky one. Um, I mean, that was uh, wild, right? I was going to get to that. I was on that under. That was, that was brutal. Thank, I mean, fortunately, brutal. fortunately, I pushed at 50. I actually uh, won at 50 and a half, so I, I guess I can't complain about the under. Uh, but that's, you know, another thing about talking about grabbing a number. I mean, right? Well, you were on Kentucky plus the points? Yeah, I was on Kentucky plus the points, but but the under, you know, look, that, that's the importance of grabbing a 50 and a half, you know. What, what were they getting? Number. Eight and a half and lost by nine? So, no, uh, I had eight. I actually got it a little earlier. It actually ended up closing around ten. The damn, it moved. It moved all the way up to nine, nine and a half, ten. So most people actually did cover, probably when they actually so bet. But I unfortunately, yeah, I I put earlier enough, um, and I actually pushed, which was kind of upsetting, uh, considering they were winning the most most of the game. I hit them live a couple of times. Uh, I did hit on the first half, so obviously, I was uh happy about that. Wow, they just missed the extra point. That's literally what I just talked about, but I see a flag, so I will hold off on that. Well, I'm already to- well, offside. I took the two and a half, so I will look like looks like I'm going to catch this ticket either I way. Mean, but- I mean, yeah, I, I can't be upset. Is offsides on the – yeah, I, I can't I be like, upset. Yeah. You, I would like to see, as another Bears under win total better, I would yeah. like that. Uh, the, yeah, you the- know, 0-2 star and then traveling across the country uh, – to then play the Redskins, you know, not saying the Redskins are a scary team, but, you know, clearly the Bears aren't looking like a scary team either. So who the hell knows? Why can't the Redskins win? But back to what I was saying, yeah, the Kentucky one really hurt, man, because they they were dominating the game. They were fired up at home, you know, and it's kind of wild. Florida State's quarterback, obviously, um, Franks goes down. I think he, like, broke his leg or something. And, you know, they just all of a sudden were a different team. I mean, the backup quarterback came in. They uh, won the fourth quarter 19-0, to and that was all she wrote. And obviously – the touchdown that, you know, I would have, I, the game would have been 22-21, but Florida broke a play as they were just trying to wind down the clock. They ended up breaking a run um, for a touchdown, and, and that 76-yard run with 45 seconds left, and that really, wow, Broncos went for two, and they just won the game. Holy it. shit. Huge. All right. But, um, yeah, I mean, so back to the night games. Uh, do you have anything on night that was, because I definitely did. I sure did. Before I even talk about my. Yeah, my bull- I, I mentioned that tough post for me on the total in Kentucky and Florida. Uh, you know, talking about a best, a good number. I, I, I saw someone, a buddy of mine was on Florida State, and I saw that he said that they were catching seven. Uh, I was obviously on Virginia minus a seven and a half. That game lands Virginia 31-24. I believe you went over team total. Did that come in for you? Was it yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That didn't that didn't come in for me. Okay, yeah. So that game, I did. Hey, hey, don't take credit away from me. I, I did add on, um, um. Florida State, though, plus plus uh, seven, you know, it's kind of uh, plus seven and a half. Um, and that that came in, obviously, for me. OK, um, trying to other than that at night, uh, there was nothing else for me. Uh, yeah, well, I, it was not. I didn't take anything in Clemson, Syracuse. It's kind of disrespectful that you really didn't um, ride my first college football max of the season. Um, 
generally going to be upset as my partner in crime on the airways here that well, you didn't well, ride my first. I, I, I'm sorry. Well, oh, was it the, uh, Arizona. Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Okay. I, I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't give it out here, so. No, I didn't. I think it was last time. Not only did I give it out, Greg, let me just let me just let you know what I did with Arizona last night. So I hit a Mac. The podcast. So, so, did you talk about them? I don't believe you did. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. But they're on the Twitter, you know, so you, you got to be on the Twitter. As we mentioned, things change and, and things happen leading up to games. I hit Arizona full game for a max. I hit their first half for a top play, which is two units. Everyone knows. I hit Arizona second half for another top play, two units. And I hit Arizona second half money line at plus 150, you know, so I absolutely just dominated that game that I, I picked up. What's that? Uh, my math's not good. That's seven, eight and a half units. I mean, from that one game, what better way to end out than uh, close out the night, you know, uh, while we're out at the bars and picking up seven and a half, uh, eight and a half units. I mean, that's just, that's just lovely. So I ended, I had, I ended up with 10 plays and I went seven, two and one on the day for college. So definitely a very profitable Sunday for me. My uh, biggest regret, Greg. Oh God. I just remember this. My biggest regret before I even talk about him, obviously Jalen Hurts looks amazing to win the Heisman. I think we can both agree there. Um, I hit him again before last uh, last night's game. He was plus 600. I'm sure that those odds are going to drop once yeah, again. Yeah, almost 450 total yards. Yeah, and and I took – I really wanted to take him to score first touchdown, Greg. I really chickened out, and I took him just to score a touchdown. Obviously that hit, but we saw what happened. We saw what happened with, with – uh, how he did actually end up scoring the first touchdown, and those odds are really high. And you see, Mitch is driving down the field right now. Oh, he just threw a bomb. Yeah, this, well, I mean, this kicker could definitely be a hero for the Chicago Bears, especially coming off the double doing. So let's see if Mitch is able to give him a position. But for some reason, I, I just don't know if uh, if Mitch is gonna be able to. But hey, we'll we'll find out in, in short time. But yeah, that's that's really it for me on the on the on the college gridiron. Um, pretty much covers most of my thing. I, I had a lot of big favorites. Um. In the first half that hit, I had Texas first half hit, Washington first half hit, Oklahoma first half hit, Missouri first half hit, Tulane first half hit. You know, all those teams are these games that I've talked about, identifying teams and taking them first half and not worrying about the full games. Now, granted, I don't know if the full games of any of those covered or if they ended up not covering, but, you know, I know one that did was Utah. We spoke about that. Um, it's just something you got to watch out for when you got to know when they're, these teams are playing. It's, you know, are, are you playing – first half or are you playing the full game but I, I think most of those teams actually did cover yeah i mean Tulane put up 58 that wasn't even a question M- missouri put up 50 uh 50 so but it, overall it was definitely my best uh saturday college football for the season and i can't wait to get the recap out there tomorrow um and see and see where we stand on the season so before we take our break and go to the nfl let's quickly look ahead and when we think about week four in college football and beyond for that matter uh, what are some of the big things that you're looking at uh, just as far as college football storylines uh, that maybe are going to be more kind of season long of interest type things? You mentioned Jalen Hurts for the Heisman. It's uh, very early and there's not normally Heisman statements made until we get into conference play. So uh, not sure how much stock we can put into the fact that he looks like the early front runner for the award, but he does look like the early front runner for the award. A- anything else? Early on, you know, a school that has jumped out as a surprising team, a school that's jumped out as a disappointing team. I think we can both look at Florida State on the disappointing side. And that is one thing that I guess I'll, I'll lead off there. What a disappointment the ACC has been after Clemson. Uh, I think, hey, what about what about the Big Ten? Michigan hasn't looked good. Michigan State just lost Great. at home. Michigan Penn hasn't State, looked good. Penn, but it's, Penn it's, State it's, it's, didn't look good last weekend. Uh, you're right. This weekend you're against right. You know, it definitely looks like it's Ohio State. Ohio State. State. Yeah, it looks like it's Ohio State and everyone else. Yeah. But 
you still have Michigan at 2-0. and uh, And as I said, that loss for Michigan State uh, doesn't hurt them as far as the conference is concerned. Wow, the Bears, are they going to be able to kick this field goal? Uh, gosh, that was really close. I don't know. Yeah, I think the game's over. Wow, that was tight. Did they? Uh, well, I don't have my sound on, obviously, but it, it looks like it looks like they didn't award them the timeout. But I have a funny feeling somehow they're going to now get this timeout, which would really upset me. But it would be real funny to see the Bears lose in this kind of way. But the kicker is walking out on the field. Maybe he's just getting ready in case. But obviously the refs are reviewing. So uh, I wanted to, as I was saying, yes, you're right. The Big Ten has not been that impressive early on. But my gosh, the ACC has been a nightmare. Boston College loses outright as a 20-point dog. They lose by about 20 points uh, against Kansas. Uh, the uh, Georgia Tech loses at home outright to the Citadel. Uh, Virginia Tech was playing another cupcake. I'm going to look up now the school that they were playing. Uh, Furman, that's right. They only win by seven. Uh, just a, a terrible uh, pit with a terrible decision there to kick a field goal. What are you doing uh, to kick that field goal in the red zone when you could have tied the game up? Uh, the ACC has been very underwhelming. Virginia did win the game. Maybe that's the silver lining for the ACC outside of. I really can't uh, believe they gave them the second, Greg. I don't know if you're watching this, but they gave them the second back. Wow. The, the kick game. is good. Bears win. Yeah, that's really upsetting. Fortunately, I cover the two and a half. But yeah, so do I. But that know, is a like tough scene. Um, how about you, though? Anything else from the first almost month now of college football uh, that really stands out positively or negatively? Yeah, I, I mean, really, we, we you kind of touched a lot of it. Um, really nice to see UCF get the game that they wanted, get the win that they wanted in the kind of way they did. It was nice to nice to see them do that. Uh, you know, the Big Ten, like I said, looked kind of looked like an embarrassment. It's obviously the SEC's league um as well trevor lawrence it was nice to see him have a little bit of a better game last week after kind of a first two or, or after a first two like rough games i would say like but he still threw another two picks right so you know he's now throwing a pick yeah he hasn't looked like five the picks total and five interceptions five yeah. picks total five interceptions i mean obviously they're still three you know they're cruising but it'll be interesting to see you know how he plays when they're playing SEC defenses is if this is what he's doing against Georgia Tech and Syracuse, right? So, but yeah, you know, it's it's always week to week. It's nice to see this week we had a lot of uh, not a lot. We didn't have any ranked matches, or we had one. Do we even have one? I don't think we had any. You know, next week I no, see no ranked versus ranked matchups. Next week I can't for, wait till we get on Friday morning. Now college game day will be in Athens next week. No surprise there. Notre Dame. Visiting Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait till we get on Friday. We got Notre Dame, Georgia. That's a ranked matchup. Uh, we have we have Auburn, Texas A&M. We have Wisconsin, Michigan. We have Utah, USC. Uh, we we really have really have a great slate. We have UCF on the road at Pitt. Uh, Oregon, Stanford should be a good one. You know, we we have Texas, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, Texas. I it, that's gonna be it's a sneaky little game for Texas. Uh, Oklahoma State coming in three and zero. Going to be around a touchdown favorite. That's a little sneaky game. That game uh, in Austin or in Stillwater? Uh, it is, I believe, unless it's at a neutral site, I believe it's in Austin. Okay. And, you know, like we got Michigan State after just a bad home loss. Now they're traveling on the road to a Northwestern team. And Washington's traveling at BYU after two huge BYU wins. So it's going to be a real interesting week. I can't wait to get on Friday, and I can't wait to have my picks out. Let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. Come back and recap some of the NFL action from the weekend with all the games now. 
in the books minus the Sunday and Monday night games. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know that you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is simply the best time of year to do it. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Every guy looks and feels better and more confident when he puts on a suit. There's one problem. Guys keep buying generic off-the-rack suits. That's why Blue Wire is pumped to partner with Indochino for an amazing deal on a new suit. Indochino is the world's leading made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Looking to get married? They have a ton of options for those looking to outfit their wedding party. It's so easy to get started. Visit a stylist at one of Indochino's 40 showrooms in North America and have them take your measurements personally or measure at home yourself and shop online at Indochino.com. This week, Full Slate listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com. D-O-C-H-I-N-O, promo code BLUEWIRE, for any premium suit for just $369 and free shipping. This is an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. And we're back here on Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. Showtime goes undercover with Greg Frank. Doing a lot of recapping on this Monday. You're listening to us now recording on a Sunday night before the Eagles and the Falcons on Sunday night football. So that's why you won't hear any of that in this Monday morning edition of Full Slate. We will preview the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns a little bit later on Monday night football at MetLife Stadium. But Matt, now that we've seen all the early and late afternoon games, what stood out so far in NFL Week Three or Week Two? Oh well, I mean, well, let's just get right to it, uh, Craig. You know, I, I'm going to chalk this up as L. Are the Dolphins ever going to win a game? I, I really, I, I think that you know, how how many more weeks is going to take before we hear the the Bama Dolphin conversation or the Clemson Dolphin uh, conversation? Right. Obviously, I don't, you know, I don't need to deal with that. We all know that Dolphins would win. A, you know, it's not even a debate. But uh, it's got to be one more week, right? I already see them. 17-point dogs at the Cowboys. I mean, I think I'm just going to start picking up the fantasy defense that plays the Dolphins. The Patriots had 36 points for me today. Two pick sixes. I mean, Fitzpatrick was pathetic. The Dolphins organization is an embarrassment. I would have to imagine Josh Rosen is going to be starting. But, God, I mean, did God, did Antonio Brown look good in a Patriots uniform? And did Tom Brady, I mean, he sure loved using his new weapon. I'm, you know. I'm scared for the rest of the league, and it's 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 really it's honestly just 
it's 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 unfair, Greg. It's just it's unfair. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, the, the Dolphins uh, continue to look like. Uh, I mean, gosh, it might not even take more than half the season for the 0-16 talk to ramp up as well. Uh, but the Patriots take care of business in Miami. Uh, no early season Miami trap, you know, that has been historically something that has bothered them. How about the Patriots in September now, uh, 2-0 and against the spread as well? That's also been something that, you know, we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, they're on a mission, Greg. They are. I mean, what, what, what was it? At 40, 43-0, and what was – what was week one? 33? 33 to three. So, yeah, so that's 76 to three. To three. That's and pretty impressive. You have to think it's only going to get more lopsided when the New York Jets roll in next week off a short week with no Sam Darnold. Greg, and could could they could they really go three straight weeks without allowing a touchdown? Is that is that possible? It's certainly a possibility. Has it ever been done? How the Jets offense looks tomorrow night without Sam Darnold. But my gosh, yeah, that is certainly. Uh, a, a, a scary proposition for the rest of the national football. You know what's really funny, Greg? They got the Jets at home, right? Okay, the Bills are 2-0, and but come on. And then they're at the Bills, and then they're at the Redskins, and then they're home against the Giants, and then they're at the Jets. Uh, I mean, that's what? That's three. I mean, they're going to be 7-0, and right? They have to be. 7-0 and coming into a home game against the Browns. That's 8-0. and Are we really looking at the Patriots 8-0? and And then, uh, you know, I see... Sunday night football matchup, uh, Patriots at the Ravens. I really, you know, I'm going to predict it right now. Not that it's so crazy, but I think we see the Patriots come into that game. You know, and uh, I think that Lamar could get the best of them. And if not, the Patriots are on the road against the Eagles. And if they're coming in that Ravens game 8-0, and um, when they return home November 24th against Dallas, after those two road games in Baltimore and in Philadelphia, I can assure you they're going to be at the best 9-1. and Maybe eight and two. That's going to be a tough stretch for them, Greg. They, November is really tough for them. On the road against Baltimore, on the road against the Eagles. You know, at home against Dallas. They're at home, but Dallas is obviously looking great. And then they're at the Texans and then Chiefs. So they have a they have a hard five game stretch after an easy eight games. So it'll be interesting to see how they react to playing those great teams after it looks like they're playing uh, eight teams that could miss the playoffs. Let's go from one team in the AFC East to another. You mentioned them earlier. The Buffalo Bills are 2-0. and They win yeah, a pair. Yeah, I got the short end stick here with the Giants, man. With the Giants, yeah. And now, how are you feeling about that win total? Are you feeling as pessimistic as your Dolphins won? Or are you still No, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm a Daniel Jones fan, man. I, yeah, I, so that's that interesting to bring him up. That's where in. I wanted to go. How soon are we going to see the Duke product? So that's the thing. I think it's, it's really just as bad as it gets. So obviously, 0-2. It's not the best. You know, they weren't expected to win the Cowboys game. I think this one, two and bad offensive showings in both games. Yeah, I think this game was a little bit more embarrassing. Next week will tell a lot. They go to Tampa. Tampa's, I know Tampa's coming off a big road win, but I just got to see something. If I don't see anything and they're 0-3, you know, week four against the Redskins, I know that's a divisional opponent. That would be but, a good spot. That it's game a home? divisional opponent, but yeah, it's at home. But, but the Redskins aren't that good and it's at home. That could be a good spot. That really could be. And I was going to say, they're at home against the Vikings, so it, it would be nice if he plays because you don't want his first game on the road against the Patriots, and that's week six. So if he's not in week four, week five, I mean, you don't want to toss him in week six, and then what, he's not until seven? I mean, I don't know. Let's go back to what the team I opened this discussion with, the Buffalo Bills. They win a pair of road games. They're going to play the Cincinnati Bengals in Western New York next week. So I have to think that they will be probably – 
maybe even close to a touchdown favorite in that game. I haven't seen the number yet. If it's out. I'm sorry? Who's the touchdown favorite? Uh, Buffalo. I could see close to a touchdown favorite at home against Cincinnati next week. Um, uh, no, no shot. No shot. More you, what, well, where do you see that number going? Because probably, probably like four points. Four points. But Buffalo had two wins, but they're not. But they're Cincinnati not, not, gets their rear ends kicked. Yeah. It, 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 at it, home. No, no there's, 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 there's no shot that spread is over six. And it's probably okay, all right. Like well, I said close to half. five and a half, six, I think is fair. Um, no, I think I think four, four and a half. I think I think you're giving I think I think, you know, you give the Bills more credit. I think I might have to lock in the Bengals now, honestly, because, well, you know, don't, forget, don't, forget, don't discredit here. the Bengals, what they did do week one against the Seahawks. And obviously, yeah, they looked crap today. Uh, but again, also the Niners defense has looked good through two games. So and, I, and we'll get to the Niners in a minute. But as just as far as Buffalo, I guess where we're going with this, you're, it doesn't seem like you're buying the Bills at two and oh, then. No, no, no. I'm not buying the Bills. I'm. Not buying Josh Allen. They, 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 I mean, they, again, they also beat the Jets and the Giants. You know, they beat two other crappy teams. So and they should have lost to the Jets. So the Bills are a mediocre team. Bills are they're not they're not a bottom they're not a bottom five team anymore. But they're they're probably like, you know, if I had to rank them after week two power rankings, they're probably sitting around like somewhere like like twenty, probably around twenty for me. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds uh, like it's fake two and zero oh in my book. It's fake two and zero. Oh. Okay. So expecting some regression from Buffalo. Another 2-0, which this one I don't think is that fake. I'm in, I was in on the Niners at the beginning of the season. I had them 9-7 and seven, getting the second wild card in the NFC. They win a pair of road games. Granted, it was Tampa and Cincinnati, but they do so convincingly today against the Bengals. I think I am going to be very, very interested. Obviously, we don't know about Ben Roethlisberger next week as the Patriots, or I'm sorry, the Steelers travel across the country to play San Francisco for the home opener for the Niners. But I am buying this Niners start. Uh, I think I mentioned it in our preseason uh, that I think that Kyle Shanahan, they may not have the name recognition, but offensively, they got some more talent there. Debo Samuel, a rookie out of South Carolina, I think is going to continue to be integrated. He had a nice game today. Uh they were able to run the ball very well, even without Tevin Coleman. Jimmy G looked pretty good. He had 300 yards offense. This is a great offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan, who, who I think had a couple of tough seasons to start in, in the Bay Area. But I, I am buying the Niners early on. I had them as a playoff team in the beginning of the season, and I certainly continue to maintain that belief. Where are you on San Francisco? It's tough because um, obviously they play in a tough division, it's turning out to be, right? So the Seahawks are at 2-0. Two and zero, yeah. Rams are two and zero, and the Cardinals. You know, obviously they didn't win, but they don't look half bad. So even when the Niners have to play the Cardinals, it's not going to be two and zero against spread for Arizona now, right? They covered against Detroit, covered today. Yes, sir. Two and zero against the spread. So you know, another team. Um, a just good to touch team on real quick. Exactly, yeah. another team touch on real quick. Surprising, maybe a surprising two and zero for some. Not a surprising two and zero for for professional minds like Greg and I, the Colts 2-0 against the spread, obviously one-on-one, but without Andrew Luck, you know, like we talked about before in coming this season, Jacoby Brissett is, uh, he's a, he's an experienced backup, one of the better backups in the league, and he's proving it. And he, they had a big road win um, at the Tennessee Titans today, and they're sitting in first place in the division, Greg. Everyone in there is one-on-one. So, you know, don't rule the Colts out just yet, but obviously I think the Texans have, have the clear talent edge, although they didn't show too much today. But I think they have the clear talent edge. I think we can agree there that their talent on both sides of the ball is probably the best in the division, and they should win. But who knows if Jacoby Brissett uh, keeps playing like this? You know, maybe the Colts can su- surprise a lot of people. 
So I just want to put a button on that NFC West discussion, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, back to that. Uh, it went the answer on for me is I'm going to ask you this. Has the preseason pick who you had to win the NFC West for you changed? For me, it's no. I was on Seattle to win that division, and I'm going to maintain yeah, that. Yeah, I was, I was on the Rams. I was on the Rams. Again, that wasn't a play for me, if you remember, but that was like who I would play. I just didn't want to bet against the Rams here. Me, I, I want to specify that was a bet for me. I took Seattle at almost 3-1 to one to win the NFC West, and, and I'm going to hold firm on that position. They looked a lot better today against Pittsburgh. And I haven't seen anything that, that changed my mind. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they come off a nice uh, road win to start the season with the time change, and they traveled across the country. So that was a big win against the Panthers week one that I actually truthfully wasn't expecting. You know, they get a little fortunate here with Drew Brees going down in the Saints game and Teddy Bridgewater coming in. But again, Teddy Bridgewater is definitely one of the better backups in the league. He's been on the Saints for a couple of years. Sure. He knows the offense. He didn't but he look still got up in the game. I mean, yeah, he didn't look that bad out there. And at the end of the day, the Rams, you know, it was a defensive game until the Rams broke it open. And then they, I believe, you know, they scored what, what, three, un- three unanswered touchdowns or something. So I, there's nothing that I've seen from the Rams that makes me want to get off of, get off of that prediction. But obviously, you know, I uh, would like to see them big game at the Browns. Obviously, the Browns didn't look good week one. We'll see them Monday night, or we'll see them tonight, excuse me. And then, so maybe if the Browns look a little better, that'll be an interesting, intriguing matchup for the Rams. And then the Rams, you know, they they have ones are they they yeah the home against the Bucks, and then they're then they're at Seattle. So that was a game that I spoke about actually on the Friday pod. Circle that game. We all know what Russell Wilson likes to do in prime time. So you can circle that game Thursday if. Somehow uh, the the Rams continue to run the table, and they're four and zero coming to that game. You can uh you can bet your bottom dollar that I'm going to be on the Seahawks that game, and I'm going to put my money in primetime Russell Wilson. Let's go to as we continue to kind of just recap uh, the NFL Week Three. You mentioned Drew Brees. Let's talk about uh, the couple of quarterback injuries that we did see. I kind of briefly mentioned on mentioned it with San Francisco next week hosting Pittsburgh. Uh, we don't know much about the timetables of either of these guys' injuries, uh, but my gosh, Ben Roethlisberger is starting to look like the end is near for him, a guy that— Well, yeah, I mean, Greg, you're bringing up a tough subject here. Obviously, that was one of one of my max bets. Fortunately, oh, I did. For me as well, and I was yeah. very Fortunately, high. I did play the first half. Did you play the first half? So I, I did hit the first I, I half. That was nice. That we was nice. I hit the first half. Um, I mean, again, it was unfortunate. Honestly, Mason Rudolph, when he came in, he actually didn't look too bad. Gave us a chance at the end. You know, maybe if we hit that two-point conversion and we're tied, things are a little different. You know, obviously, granted that we did get a touchdown late, but if we hit that two-point conversion a little earlier, you know, who knows what would have happened. And we even had chances. Uh, Seahawks got a big play on fourth down that they that they converted, and they won the game from that. You know, they 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 went for it. They they, they put their balls to the wall. They went for it, and they got fourth, the fourth and one and ended the game. Yeah, I was fortunate to hit the first half. Looking competent, I think that's an interesting point because I do think let's just say that we're going to get. I think that's a good word. He was ready, like he he didn't look right. And and let's just say that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to play in that game against San Francisco again. Recording this on Sunday in the early evening, so we don't really know much. Just put it out. I mean, twelve of nineteen, one hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns. He had the pick, but. I think this is an interest, and we can get into this more with the uh, the Jets and the Browns for the Monday night game. But when you have a backup quarterback in, I think we've already seen this with Indianapolis, having been one and one straight up and covered a pair of point spreads. 
Sometimes you can see that team with the backup be a little undervalued because there's an overreaction in the marketplace to the backup quarterback coming in, and it's sometimes overpriced in terms of the downgrade. Uh, and, and there can still be value betting on that team. So sometimes, just as a you know, better, it might feel weird thinking, oh, but this guy, Mason Rudolph, now making his first start in the NFL, or, you know, what do I really know about this team without Sam Darnold or without Andrew Luck? Now, obviously, not all quarterbacks are created equal, but just something to keep an eye on. Again, it's all about the number. We bet numbers. We don't bet teams. Uh, something yeah. to consider. I have to think San Francisco, if Roethlisberger weren't going to play, San Francisco would be at least a field goal favorite in that game. So, I, I just... This game is a this game is a is a pick 'em or or maybe a minus one Niners minus one with Big Ben in there. Uh without Big Ben, probably more like minus Big Ben's probably like four points, five right. points. So he's probably around minus four and a half, minus five, minus five and a half. Right. So range. okay, so if you see like a seven on the Steelers, do you jump to take Pittsburgh? Well, I, I wouldn't expect to see Steelers. I don't. I don't think. I don't think bookmakers are going to mess up like that. But if I see a seven on the Steelers, you, you're damn sure I'm. I'm taking Steelers because that line would only be going down, in, in my opinion. And and if it isn't, then then so be it. But in my opinion, a touchdown favorite. You know, I will say. I will say, truthfully, you know, maybe the, the little injury that Big Ben had. Maybe that was some of the struggles in in the first in the first game the Steelers had. Right. So. Big Ben with the with the with Big Ben on the, uh, on the offense, the Steelers don't have a touchdown, right? They didn't score with him in today. That's correct. So actually, maybe, they scored, maybe, but they had seven uh, Connor rushing touchdown. I think he might have been. Oh, they did. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no, but, no you know, passing touchdowns. Okay, well they had ten in the first half and sixteen. You know, so maybe do they? Do I? Do I? Am I crazy if I say could they benefit? You know, it could a healthy backup. Uh, as a Mason a Rudolph, be better, reps now. be better than, than, you know, a Ben Roethlisberger who looks like maybe, does he need Tommy John surgery? I don't know. Like, could that, like, some, you know, sometimes, you know, you need your, he definitely looked hurt. He was shaking it after every play. He looked hurt. Um, He cost me my max play. That's for damn sure. So, but any fantasy, I had him on a couple of my fantasy teams, put up a whopping three points. So, you know, really and screwed another, me there. You know, I'll just piggyback yeah, off this. I started him over Russell Wilson in one of my leagues I had. I mean, I, I, I mentioned couldn't. I mentioned Brissett and the Colts now 2-0 and against the spread. How about Gardner Minshew as a backup quarterback nearly winning the game outright today in Houston? I don't his pregame fit? I'm sorry? How about his pregame fit, his outfit? I yeah. mean, man. <laughs> right. Um, but, my God, that guy competes. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville now sitting at a tough 0-2. But that's another example. They covered it a pretty so, comfortably. I don't know why this made me think, but Minshaw, if you didn't see uh, Mike Fires' uh, mustache, beard, whatever the hell he had going on for the pitcher for the Oakland A's, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, you better Google it right now because he, I don't know what was going on in his face. He must have lost a bet or something, uh, or maybe hopefully it was for charity because it, it couldn't have been for real. I, did you see it, Greg? I, I have not. I will yeah. look that up right when we get off the air yeah. here. But, yeah. um, but again, Jacksonville covers a point spread today, uh, and so just the point to make out here, and 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 we didn't we didn't touch much on New Orleans and what Teddy Bridgewater might impact their line next week going to the Pacific Northwest to play the Seahawks. But how about them Packers? Packers uh, with a max win for you. Uh, it was looking a little dicey there. That maybe that the, that was wild, man. Uh, back in it, a wild yeah. division rivalry game, uh, which goes the way of the Packers, who are now two and zero, 
and two and zero in the NFC North. Uh, I I think early still, but you got to be liking your Packers to win the NFC North bet. Man, I got the Packers to win the NFC North. I got the Packers to win the playoffs. I, I got a little lunch money on Aaron Rodgers to win MVP. Although I don't I don't really like that. He has, actually hasn't been that impressive. But at the end of the day, if he keeps winning, and you know and, obviously and he puts Matt, up I think stats. the bigger thing with the Packers though. I think the defense is legit. Oh, it's legit. I mean, it's definitely legit. 19 you know, points allowed. I'm so happy the way I capped this play, Greg. I was betting against Kirk Cousins here, and Kirk Cousins won me the game. He had right. so many chances to win the game. Dalvin Cook couldn't have done any more. When they needed Kirk Cousins, he failed. I don't know what the hell he was looking at when he threw that ball into the end zone. Maybe he, you know, maybe he was trying to throw it away and it just and it just didn't sell the end zone. But that was pathetic for a veteran quarterback like himself getting 90 million or whatever. That's just really inexcusable. I'm real happy that I bet against Kirk Cousins and, and you know he he was Kirk Cousins was better for the Packers than Aaron Rodgers was. And if you get what I'm saying, you get what I'm saying because he really helped us to win. Because after the 21 points, Rodgers started off great and he actually looked pretty awful after that. Like you said, if that game goes on for another five minutes, maybe maybe the Packers lose. They pretty much hung on like, right. by a string. I said, as far as you're concerned, the money is just as green. Yeah, it is, as far as I'm concerned, the money is just as green. It was real nice to see Aaron Jones with a bounce-back game. I think that's a big thing for the Packers to get their run game going. 23 carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown for him, averaging five yards a carry. You know, that's, that's huge for an Aaron Rodgers team. But Aaron Rodgers, ultimately, you know, he had solid stats, 209 yards, uh, 65% completion rate, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He did lose a fumble, but, I mean, like I, like you said, my money is still just as green. Packers, Max, I was all over, like white on rice, I said, and, you know, it came through with ease and the first half hit. So I was happy, and I hit the under there. So I really just capped this play to a T, and although maybe it was, was looking a little scary there, it really ultimately turned out ha- just as I expected. Let's talk about just a couple other 2-0 and teams that – because we already hit on Buffalo and San Francisco. Dallas looks pretty good. A pair of division wins, both by double digits. They go to Washington today and win 31-21. Baltimore not as convincing, and they don't cover, but they are 2-0. and uh, Obviously, the Dolphins and the Cardinals, not the t- most top-flight competition, but with the Steelers at 0-2, already a nice lead there on their arch rival for the Ravens uh, of two games. Just some thoughts on both of those teams. I think Dallas particularly has been pretty impressive. I know, again... Giants and Redskins, but still, uh, Cowboys have looked good. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys have looked good. I really, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I'm, I'm eager to see, as you mentioned before, recording before Eagles game. Um, I'm sure everyone knows that, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, but I, I am I am green over green, if you get what I'm saying. And I did take the Falcons first half, for, first quarter and full game. So I hope when, you know, we're all listening to this in the morning that, you know, the, those plays all printed because I did put a max play on the Falcons. But I am interested to see. I mean, <clears throat> I'm interested to see when the Cowboys and Eagles meet off. That's going to be a battle of Titans. Like I said, from the beginning, I think we both agree that this was the Eagles and the Titans. I mean, the Eagles and the Cowboys, I'm sorry, division. Uh, clearly, the Skins and the Giants are off 0-2. Showed to, be, showed to be no competition. And this is, I think this, Greg, I think this really could come down to, you know, Maybe some head-to-head matchups or a Week 17. I'm going to actually look it up right now. I don't know who they play Week 17, but I wouldn't be surprised. Stadium Week 17. Okay, and and the Cowboys, I'm sorry, the Redskins. Redskins. Yeah, so, you know, uh, Week 16, we got that game in Philly, Dallas, in Philly, 4 p.m. slot, December 22nd. You know, get get your popcorn ready because that game really could be for the division, uh, assuming Week 17. How about that for a pre-Christmas 
uh, game. Oh, that's uh, amazing. I mean, assuming assuming they can both take care of business in week 17 or that game is for the tiebreaker. So even in week 17, if one were to win and lose, they were tie. But yeah, I mean, that week 16 looks like a playoff game to me or at least uh, decide who's the wild card and who's the division leader. But yeah, it really looks like we can be seeing two teams out of the NFC East because I think the Eagles and the Cowboys are the real deal. I mean, Dak Prescott looked amazing. I want to just mention the other team briefly. I'll take the reins on Baltimore. I think you got to take a more wait and see approach with them. Two and zero, one and one against the spread. Uh, blowout win against Miami, who doesn't look like it wants to play anybody right now. And Arizona competed hard, and uh, Baltimore was able to uh, win that game, twenty three to seventeen today. Uh, but you know what? I think today was a lot more of an indicator of what you're going to see from the Ravens. Run first offense that played with a lead well and uh, didn't relinquish it. Uh, I think next week's going to be a very very telling game for Baltimore. They go right back to Arrowhead Stadium, a place they played at late in 2018. Nearly won a game out right there. Uh, I'm very curious to see what kind of fight the Ravens can put up there. Have to think Kansas City is laying at least a field goal in that one. Uh, so that'll be a very fun game. One of the better early slate games in week three. I think you'll learn a lot more about Baltimore next week than you will Kansas City. Oh my God! I mean, that's I mean that is, that is a popcorn matchup right there. Lamar Lamar Jackson, you know, I, I can't say enough also, about it. He's looked for the Ravens defense against the Kansas City offense. Ravens against Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look, Mahomes has looked amazing. Lamar Jackson's looked amazing. They both are obviously Mahomes already did it last year, but they're really both taking the league by storm. And you, you obviously don't see uh, Mahomes going for 100 yards, but how about Lamar Jackson, man? What what do you get? 120 yards on the ground? I mean. You know, could we be seeing the next Mike Vick? You know, I, I don't know. That's a strong it's, You case. know, it, it feels early, but gosh, I mean, the way that they play. And John Harbaugh talked about this in the preseason, that they want to try and change the way offensive football is played. It's a bold statement. But if you're going to be as run-heavy as they are, you certainly got the right quarterback to do it uh, in, in Lamar Jackson. And, and he's, you know, just forget gambling for a second. Uh, he's just so much fun to watch, you know. And um, 272 yards through the air today. You've nailed it with 120 rushing yards. Uh, we're looking at two of the most exciting young quarterbacks in the NFL in this game. Kyler Murray, I thought, given the circumstances, to throw for 349 yards on the road in Baltimore, pretty impressive performance for him as well. But obviously, uh, Arizona, not a team that, for obvious reasons, we have as high of a 2019 outlook on, whereas the Ravens might be. We'll see what the Browns do tomorrow. But the Ravens might be sitting, or well, tonight, now that you're listening on Monday, but the Ravens might be sitting pretty early on still, but the Ravens might be early on in the driver's seat in the AFC North. Yeah, it's looking like the Steelers, obviously, you know, paying some big Ben, but it looks like the Ravens actually might be on their way to repeating a division. And, I, you know, I, I don't want to go so crazy, but I, I think we might be seeing the Ravens, you know, playing deep into, deep into January, Greg. I, I, think, no, we, I, I, I think we're kind of on something here. Think I think we really... That, and that's why I'm so curious to see how that game goes next week. The way they play football, where you can run that well and play defense, like that's how you win games. Well, here's the, the really interesting thing, right? So say we're discrediting the AFC South. I think the Texans are good, but I think there's other teams better. You know, the Chargers are – the Chargers are – they just lost the Lions, first off. And they we were both on the, the Lions, which was a yeah, good Yeah, I was on the Lions. That was a good one that we had. out made. on the on uh, Friday. Yeah, so, so that was a good consensus right there. You know, I and the Chargers didn't look that good having to take overtime to beat the Colts. Uh, let me tell you, I mean, Austin Eckler puts up fantasy stats, but boy, the Chargers definitely don't look like the same team that we saw last year. Maybe they're missing Melvin Gordon. Probably not though, because I don't. So I don't really know what's going on with them. But hypothetically, say you take a big three after two games, right? I think we can kind of agree it's the Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs. You know, it would be real interesting to see 
which two of the three play before the AFC Championship game, right? So, uh, you know, I think obviously it benefits the Ravens if somehow they can have the Patriots play the Chiefs before and the Ravens, you know, might be playing the Chargers. And it'll be interesting to see out of those three, because I think right now, you know, very early, very early two weeks. But I think right now those three are kind of my top three from from the AFC. So let's move forward and close things up here with a Monday night football preview. The Baltimore, no, not the Baltimore Ravens. Let's move on from them. The Cleveland Browns traveling east to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets. Uh, Going to keep an eye on where this, let's see where this number is at. Last I saw it was six and a half in favor of the Jets. And then I'm still seeing six and a half, uh, mostly my bookie at six and a half. Total of 45. Uh, you know, Matt, the big thing that stands out for me when I look at this game, there's a lot of pressure on Cleveland here because now without Sam Darnold, without Quinn and Williams on defense. Without Maybe on Bell's questionable too. I'm sorry? Maybe on Bell's questionable as well. Yeah, he'll, I expect him to play. But I yes. do too, but hey, it's just something to, you know. Uh, the Jets have been shorthanded. Now Cleveland is in a spot where uh, they got to win this game. I know it's only week two or else uh, I think things have the potential to blow up pretty quickly in Cleveland. So if they do lose this game. So I, I guess the first yeah. thing I will say there, to find a new watch to wear. What kind of, there you go. What kind of resolve and, and just how do you expect Cleveland to answer in a spot where, you know, we don't we really haven't seen the Browns, obviously. He's starting in for the Jets. I don't even know who's starting. Who's starting for the Jets? Uh, Trevor Simeon. Oh, OK. I mean, so actually one of the better the backup quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got experience. Um, I probably really, you know, obviously, you know, I'm going to bet the Monday night game. Like, let's be real. We could say we're not going to bet the Monday night game, but. But I'm going to bet the Monday night game. It's 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 the Monday night game. I'm probably going to stay away from the spread, obviously, just with the uncertainty about the Jets. I, I, I will say I would I would lean to the Jets just based off of what we talked about earlier. Where, but I think it's a little overreaction. I don't overreaction. Think, I don't think Sam Darnold yeah. is worth four points. Like what? Right, like, exactly. what, what shows me he's worth four points? Right. Like I would have thought maybe more like two. And I think you're like, with me. If I wake up tomorrow and see. See this number out to seven. I'm on the Jets. Uh, don't dare me. First off, they're not going to give me. They're not. They're not stupid enough to give give me a seven. If they give me a seven, I, I mean, there's. That's just. That'd just be poor bookmaking. Because if they give me a seven, I am eating that all up. I'm tossing the top play on that. If they give me seven, I damn near might even end up doing the six and a half. Because like I just said in, in a quick sentence, I don't think Sam Darnold's worth four points. So right. Truthfully, whether I think the Jets actually cover the six or six and a half or not, I think there's just value in the six and a half because I do think the Agreed. Jets have a good defense. I think the Browns look. Pretty shitty last game, and I think there's a lot of pressure on the Browns as well. Right. You know, they they look bad at home, and now all of a sudden they're just gonna come and they're gonna blow out the Jets at home after the Jets came off a bad loss at home, but their D still looked good. I, Don't you also have to think the Jets are gonna come with a lot of fight, knowing that hey, if we lose this game, we go to zero and two, and oh by the way, you gotta go to New England next week. This is a big game for the Jets too, so. Uh, yeah, both same, with the, same with the Browns. They're at home against the Rams, so this is a huge game because realistically, whichever team loses this game is probably sitting at 0 and 3 after Week Three. Right. Um, but I, I'm definitely gonna be. I'm not I'm not locking anything official yet, boys. Obviously, check the Twitter. I'll put it out later, but I'm definitely leaning Browns. I mean, uh, Jets uh, plus six and a half. Especially if we get to seven, I'll lean plus seven. This is also a game where I'll look to take the under. Two crappy offenses, or at least what we've seen through one week so far. Backup quarterback. Defense, it just has an underfeel. Forty-five points here. Uh, the first half, by the way, on the on the on the uh, the primetime games before this Eagles game, you know, we'll see how that goes. Five for five on the under of the first half. So that's another trend to look out for. 
So last last Monday night game, same thing. And and well, there was the two games. Obviously, they both went under in the first half. And the Raiders. This just kind of has the same kind of feel as that Raiders and Broncos game last Monday night. I just it just feels like an under. Obviously, I'll have to I, dig I would it. lean to the under as well. But I think my stronger play, and I probably am going to play this. Uh, kind of what you hit on as well. I'm probably going to look to the Jets as well, catching the six and a half. I mean, it's also just kind of a system we thing talk, for me. We talk about how, we talk about how that, those are kind of correlated, right? You know, we're getting seven free points. Exactly. Obviously, if we don't think there's going to be over 45, that seven then becomes more valuable. If we becomes think it's more valuable. Seven, yeah. Exactly right. Um, and, you know, I, I just think in general, like, we both love home teams getting points, right? And and you're gonna you're gonna give me a home team getting close to a touchdown uh, in a prime time game uh, with a Cleveland team that, quite honestly, I just don't. All year I've been down on them. I don't think that they were ready for this spotlight. And my gosh, if uh, if they don't respond tomorrow, then they certainly won't be because the schedule. You mentioned it. They play the Rams next. Uh, they still play New England this year. They go at Denver, which is always a tough place to play. Still got to play Baltimore twice. Uh, we'll see about Pittsburgh. Maybe those games are about to get a little easier for the Browns. But the schedule is not doing Cleveland any favors. They go at San Francisco in a couple of weeks. San Francisco, we mentioned, I think they're legit. They play Seattle, who's 2-0. and This is a nightmare of a schedule for Cleveland after the Jets game. So they have to win this game, I think. And I'm just not sure they're going to, uh, which makes the 6.5 pretty valuable. So I am going to go ahead and say I'll take the Jets. Just going to wait to see if I do get that gift from God and that hook is there tomorrow and I see a seven. <laughs> yeah, and no, I agree. And I think that's, you know, and obviously we won't be on back till Friday morning. So I'm going to just give a, let's yeah, slight, always, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a one liner because I know we won't be on till Friday morning. So I'm going to give one liner uh, early leans to the Jacksonville, Tennessee game. I'm going it, it, to, it, it, that's another under game for me. Oh, Thursday, absolutely. Thursday games, uh, both have went under, both first half went under, so I'm going to 110% be riding the under in that play. Uh, Jacksonville's offense looked pretty pretty bad. We know Tennessee likes to run the ball. Yeah. And Matt, like, that's just it's, a pretty it's just an under play. It's an under play. Right, because, like, short rest, so offensively, teams just seem to come out a little rustier, right? And yeah. you got and two bad these, offenses. Something weird, it. something cool, not a cool note, but both of these teams – played a game this week that were neck and neck the whole game. They both played a divisional opponent, right? Cause they played the Colts and now, so now they're playing another divisional opponent and they both played under games this week. They both went under in the first half under second half. It was a really, they both played the same exact kind of game. Just the Colts and Titans scored like a little bit more. They, they played you know, a grind yeah, out quick, at game. all the way out. Uh, we talked about the backup quarterback sometimes being, uh, you know, the the the, the uh, overreaction in the marketplace. How many points would you need to back Jacksonville here? Because Gardner Minshew played well. Uh, I I think I'm thinking somewhere in that same six seven range. But where are you there? Six or seven? Oh, Greg, I, I I'm think, saying how many to answer the question? How many would you need? Well, I think it's, I think it's gonna be close to a pick'em. The game's in Tennessee. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. The game's in Jacksonville. My mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're I think we're gonna see closer. My pick. mistake. So then, okay, if you get a three on Jacksonville at home, are you taking the Jags? Oh yeah, I mean, but they're not gonna. There's there's no way I'm getting a three on Jacksonville. Yeah, you're probably right in the, in the pick'em area. I'll be just curious. So three is your yeah. buy point then on Jacksonville, or you know one two? Are you still? Does that make a difference? Um, I just. You're saying if I if I'm one or two, or I'm saying I'm curious, I'm get, how many points do you need to take the Jags here? This 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 is again more of an underplay. I would have to see a little bit later in the week, but 
I, w- I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to taking the Jags money line here. The the Jags show, showed a lot of fight. They right. almost pulled off a tough win on the road against Houston, and that was their that was Minshaw's first actual start. So he's got that under his belt, and it was against a better team on the road. So now it just gets easier. Now it's not his first start. He's now coming home, and he's now against a worse team. So I have no problem taking the taking the money line here as a lean right now. But obviously, I'm gonna wait and see a little bit more data. I'm gonna see practice and see yeah, make sure everyone's playing. Fournette had a cr- pretty crappy game. Hope hopefully that he'll bounce back. I'm never really big t- Titans and Mariota fan, so it really doesn't take me much to bet against the Titans. I'm gonna be honest. I've never yeah, been a big no, fan. I, I'm higher on the Titans. I just like the way that they play defense and and run the ball a lot with Derrick Henry. Obviously. Uh, a loss at home for them, though, not doing themselves any favors today against Indianapolis. Uh, I, I lean under there. I don't have much on the side. My mistake. I thought the game was in Tennessee. It is in Jacksonville. You're good. Thursday night. Uh, so, yeah, three would probably be my buy point. But I agree. I don't think you're going to see it. Probably opens, I would guess, Tennessee one or two point shock. But we will see. Yeah, yeah, definitely around there. Early in the week. Matt, always a pleasure. Let's enjoy the Eagles game. Yep. Go Birds. All right, that's going to wrap things up for us on the Full Slate Blue Wire Gambling Podcast. Cody and Tyler are back on Wednesday. Matt and I are back on our normal Friday slot. Enjoy the Monday night game. Do we want to make it a consensus on the Jets? Yeah, give me. Yeah, you can give me the Jets six and a half. I don't even the seven. You, you can I'll give me one it. unit. Lock it, lock it in. Lock it in. Consensus play six and a half. Lock it in on the Jets. Greg, I'm going to split the, the money Jets, line too if, I, if I'm feeling yeah. good. A launch money play on the money line worth a look as well. Everybody enjoy Monday Night Football. Yes, 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 yes. Matt and I are back on Friday, Cody and Tyler, on Wednesday. Enjoy Monday Night Football, and remember, please play responsibly. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.